Warning, this podcast contains no journalistic integrity. Welcome to the Gentleman's Soapbox. So we're going to start off today with a uh, message from our good buddy, Yepix. Um, Yepix, <laughs> uh, Yepix was nice enough to send in a comment from our last podcast, and uh, it, it was interesting enough that I figured we should go ahead and bring it up, which is, and he writes, I'm surprised you did a positive related podcast. However, I will disagree with you on, a, on the whole minimum wage opinion you had. Uh, that those with no degree or skill should be on a minimum wage of sorts versus a living one. I myself made some mistakes in my uh, youth, uh, preventing me from going back to college, nor would I want to. I would love to learn a trade or skill, but I can't afford it. With that being said, do people who can't afford college or don't want to be in a permanent life of debt deserve to not be paid fairly for their labor? Uh, anyway, I personally blame Sean for all of his predictions coming true. <laughs> um, this is good forecasting, sir. <laughs> and uh, and that's and that's why when we started out the ca- the cast last time, I said that I was very very torn because I do see both sides of it. Yes, people should be able to earn a living wage, and no, they should not have to go into debt in college to earn it. I, I guess I'm more interested in how we get there um it's difficult for me to put any of these things on the government and it'll come up in our more in our other discussion later on today is what you have to ask yourself is do you trust the government to be the one responsible for it and i don't um i i think there's a, there's different and better ways of working this out um and expecting the government to solve all our problems is not really where my mentality comes from. Uh, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that they shouldn't regulate, that there are things that they shouldn't step in on. I just, I, I understand where we're trying to get, and I just don't know that just having the government mandate the process is the best way to get there. And I may be wrong. I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, I mean, mandating a a minimum wage is is it really keeps us from going down some bad roads for sure. Uh, but there needs to be more than that. Uh, there needs to be other avenues other than college. And I know I keep harping on this, but uh, whether and they need to be made so that you can, um, if you don't have a great upfront amount of money that you can still either defer it or or something you know or, or work you know a work study type thing like an apprenticeship or, or something like we need a system that that allows more avenues than either you're on your own and and suck it up or uh and deal with a a lower paying minimum wage or dead-end job for the rest of your days or college which you're 
in as much debt as as a house you could buy and you know you're saddled with this thing forever uh there needs to be middle middle rows now we have one or two of those but i don't think anywhere near as many as we need and um although micro is taking it in the teeth for it um there's a lot of jobs out there a lot of jobs where uh one of my good friends is a welder um which doesn't sound like a glorious job and i guess in a lot of ways a lot of people would say it's not Um, but but that being said a, a welder makes a good living well and that's the thing like he makes more than i do i mean he makes six figures and it starts with a two okay now if you ask if you say you're a welder and you know he's not out there welding pipe fences he's not out there welding whatever what he's welding is ship hulls yeah and uh he is a navy certified welder and he is certified to weld ship hulls together and uh before that he was a uh, welder on stealth bombers um actually the guy who owns my company did the same thing but not as a welder he was as an electrician yeah, and he makes quite a living uh, doing doing that. He travels around the world and, and does these these expensive things. There's also a guy uh, who is my friend who's retiring or probably already has retired now. I haven't talked to him in a little bit, who was a transmission mechanic. Uh, we got out of school at the same time. He was uh, – uh, I went to – junior college and proceeded to chase young ladies around and uh he went to uh transmission repair school uh which largely deferred his payments uh his payments were 175 dollars a month for for whatever amount of time uh after he got out of that uh, particular program got a job at peterbilt right down the street from where i am who builds uh there's a peterbilt manufacturing uh plant uh not 30 minutes from me and uh, built transmissions for a living. He retired last year to his home in Florida. Um, made, uh, I think, the first year out of school, he made $85,000. And that's in the 90s. He made well over that by the time he was done. He was the senior trainer for transmission design and maintenance for Peterbilt uh, when he retired at the age of 44, which is really freaking annoying <laughs> um there's but i guess i mean all these anecdotal things to say there's other avenues other than just straight up college and i think college is much less useful and much less uh the dream it used to be especially once once you factor in the crippling debt and the the I guess it's not as valuable as it used to be just because the, the degree doesn't cover the same kinds of things it used to, and it doesn't prepare you for the job once you get out. Once you get out, most people, uh, over half of the United States uh, graduates, don't use their degree in the job they wind up getting. Well, yeah, but you've got a lot of degrees out there in things like ancient Egyptian literature. Yeah, unless you're becoming an ancient Egyptian literature teacher or an instructor of some kind, like you didn't have a plan. John uh, Mulaney has has my favorite uh, thing on this. He's like, I paid $120,000 for an English degree for them to say to tell me to go read Jane Austen. And then I didn't. 
uh, and he got his degree in English and he goes, I paid $120,000 for a degree in a language I already spoke where I learned nothing and didn't read most of the material. That's my fault. Don't do that. And I, I kind of agree with him. And then even when it comes to jobs and trades, they could start the entire union debate as well. I don't know how it is in Dallas, but here on the East Coast, you're not really going to get into a trade unless you've got a union apprenticeship. And um, those you, are difficult to get, at least around here, uh, unless you know somebody. There are union jobs around here, but it's mostly, I would say, on the coasts. Uh, there's West Coast unions and East Coast unions. There's some union stuff around here, but it's much less prevalent than and, it is. And I'm on the not East Coast. saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's just another debate as to how you get where you were going to go. So, to, to to wrap up this, the, the beginning part of this is the fact that I don't disagree with Epics and the idea that people should be capable of earning a living wage. I'm just not sure how we get there, and I don't know that having the government mandate what needs to be what uh, somebody needs to be paid in that fashion versus letting the market figure it out is the best way to do it. I don't know that I'm right. I don't know that I'm wrong. It just my, you know, evil capitalist nature says government doing this bad. Well, I mean, they really haven't proven that they can handle anything. They're like the teenager that just lets you down every single time. You know, I don't. I don't foresee anything that they could take a hold of and handle and get right on the horizon. Well, that does lead us into the larger discussion of today. And we are going to go ahead and grab a hold nice and tight of one of the third rails of uh, social discussion these days. We are going to talk about COVID vaccines. Oh, God, you just wanted to get us canceled, didn't you? (laughs) Well, and I don't think I don't know if this is going to go in the direction that people think it was going to go when when I said that, which is I, I have a problem with the message. So let me start this out with I am vaccinated. Uh, I think everyone should be vaccinated. I do not think the government should be telling you to get vaccinated. I think it should be up to you whether or not you choose to protect yourself or not. Uh, But there's an issue here in the way a lot of this has been discussed, brought up, uh, informed, and it's just about as fucked up as fucked up can be. So there's an assumption we have to make that I know not everybody's going to agree with me on, but there's an assumption that we have to agree on just for this conversation in of itself. So please don't write in and tell me I'm wrong about this. I get it. I understand. But once again, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to go with the assumption that the vaccine actually works. Okay, can we agree on this? Fair, fair assumption. Okay. Um, so even if we take into the assumption that the vaccine actually works, you have to admit that the government politicized and completely fucked up the message. Uh, You've got this dumbass Fauci up there who can't seem to make up his mind and not only that but is proved flat out to have absolutely lied to everyone lied to congress lied to the american people lied about everything where it came from how it got there all of that wonderful stuff and now you have him standing there going yes you should get vaccinated 
you've got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who spent the entire year of 2020 going, no, 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 no. If Trump comes up with the vaccine, there's no way we'd take it. And you should be very, very suspect of it. And Trump got the vaccine made. Once again, you can say that was good or bad or not. That's beside the point in the discussion. Trump got the vaccine made. These people showed up, took over everything and went, uh, you should get vaccinated. And then when not everybody listened to them, they went, okay, we know better than you. We're your mommy and daddy. We're going to tell you you have to get vaccinated and you should do it just because we tell you to. Now, what hasn't happened in any of this is for anybody to sit down and actually give people honest to God information, information with which to make a personal decision. You've got you don't have any statistics out there on the safety of it with it with you've got whereas you do have people who can give you legitimate cases where things have gone bad now every study every legitimate study that i've read and seen will tell you that the chances of you having a adverse reaction to the vaccine versus having getting covid and dying are disgustingly less that you're better off being vaccinated um and the other part about that is, which once again, nobody wants to come out and discuss, is it is a medicine. Every medicine on the face of the earth has a list of possible side effects. If you've ever seen TV with drug commercials, if you're not fast forwarding through them, there's a whole list that somebody reads off as fast as they can afterwards, including anal seepage and permanent death. But then nobody wants to sit down and actually have that conversation, whether or not it's a good thing, a bad thing, whether or not the risks are more, less, worse or better, whether or not give us any information whatsoever. They simply want to look at you like Uncle Joe and Aunt Kamala and say, you should just do what we told you to. And surprise, surprise, we're fucked. So after I've ranted, Sean. <laughs> you did get a good rant in there that's nice oh, thank you uh there's uh there's two things that really bother me more than anything else. well three but you already covered one which is nobody should believe fauci about anything the guy has lied about what is effective what is not that it came from China, that it came from the Wuhan lab, that it was that they weren't doing gain-of-function research. He lied. I watched the, the Congress feed the other day, and he's lying strategically or you know, just bold-faced to Congress. And I, I, I'm, I'm actually honest to God surprised that he – okay, now I'm not surprised that they haven't um, put him in jail. You know, I know there's a lot of people want to say, lock him up. Uh, that the fact that they haven't that doesn't happen that to rich people. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen. The fact that they haven't fired his ass or even just asked him to quietly resign and go away at this point is really kind of surprising to me. Oh, it's not surprising to me. There's a reason that that happens because they have nobody else in f to put in front. As long as he's there, you could take a monkey have... with a script and put him up there versus him, no, no, and they would no, probably no, do see... just fine. The good news is, is while Fauci's out there, nobody's concentrating on the culpability that everybody else has. They're not completely like they, they love him being out front because he's obviously the fall guy. If anything goes wrong, he obviously lied. And the media doesn't have to get into their culpability about it. And, and social media doesn't have to get into their culpability that they're squashing the fact that uh, they 
canceled people who even suggested that they go look and and see if the Wuhan lab had anything to do with this virus and that if they were being truthful and if they were doing gain of function research and if Fauci funded it like the mere suggestion of that earlier this year, even in February, March of this year could get you canceled. Right. We've had we've had celebrities, we've had accounts, we've had all that kind of stuff get crushed because. They they said it was misinformation. Well, it turns out not to be misinformation. And, and, and nobody And Gina Carano to... is my Cara Dune. I don't care what she said. God yeah. Um You damn right she is. Uh but the the nobody wants to talk about that because the minute they blame Fauci or the minute they take away Fauci, they have to deal with their own culpability. So they'll never take him away. They'll blame they'll pin the whole thing on him if it gets bad enough. It's not bad enough yet. So if it gets bad enough, they have a fall guy. The next part of it that I find just horrendously objectionable is the they cannot backtrack now. The the Democratic Party, this is why I think it's a problem that we have a two-party political system. I think we should have more parties than that, but uh, or at least destroy the two we have and build other ones. I, I, I don't know how to do it, but I, I don't have a great plan, but I know the plan we have is not working. Uh, well, the problem we're having right now is the fact that it doesn't matter what the other one, what one party says, the other party is going to tell them that they're wrong and lying. Well, vehemently, yeah, we'll vehemently disagree. And they can't they've picked their their side. And, they and, and, but, have and, to say that this is the way it is. And, and it's and it's it, it could be something very obvious. I, it, it's somebody could one of somebody on a political campaign can say the sky is blue. And the other side is going to argue what an idiot they are for thinking. Not that it's that outside, it's not. You know, like they'll have to. They they argue half truths. And they'll be and, standing and in front of a blue sky doing it. Right. <laughs> it's not always blue, or or they'll only come out at sunset and sunrise. Right. So it's it's or black. You know, at nighttime or whatever. Look, see, not blue. Um, they they argue i mean look at uh, uh look at cnn and cnn's the worst about this and and if you look and if you're a cnn fan i don't like fox either i think they're they're all corrupt and and complete dickholes okay don't get me wrong i don't like either of them i don't like msnbc either any of the mainstream media really suck as far as this kind of goes but cnn is kind of one of cnn and fox are kind of the worst kiss asses available but uh, CNN with uh, what's this uh, uh, Sanjay Gupta going after Rogan and blatantly saying, you know, oh, this is a horse medicine, you know, a horse, horse dewormer. And it's like, well, that's like saying, well, no, it's it's and the worst part about it is, is that it's not. Now, I, I'm not going to tell you whether it, or argue whether it works on covid or not. And yes, it has been used to deworm horses, but it is also used prescribed to human beings there's no argument or question about that whatsoever yeah it's sort of like saying if you gave your dog penicillin for an infection um oh he's giving him dog medicaid dog antibiotics it's like well yeah it's penicillin it's also human antibiotics you know um it's it's the same kind of thing and they refuse to back off of that because they got caught in a lie and and once they do that they can't admit they're wrong they cannot. The Democratic Party is the same way. So are the Republicans. I'm not just picking on them. Uh, but uh, that's that's the, the the heavily politicized version of it. The the, the they can't 
go back on what they're saying. That when you can't move off the subject, even when all evidence points to that's not true, your stance is weak and you shouldn't have taken it and you shouldn't have made it an absolute. Um, the other thing that I think is is morally reprehensible is they're saying that everybody on the planet should be vaccinated. They're they're screaming it. They're saying, why isn't everybody vaccinated? All that kind of, I'm vaccinated as well. Um, I was at risk. I had kidney problems. I had asthma. I was worried about it. I got vaccinated. It's not a problem. My wife is too. She got vaccinated for her job. Uh, she didn't want to, but you know, she won't, she had to because she needed money. I, I understand that. Uh, but, uh, they're, they scream up and down that they want to do this, but when the time came, you know, the moment came when Africa cried for help and said, we need the formula because you obviously can't supply us. We can't afford it or, or whatever. We'll just make our own. Can you supply us the formula? They let Big Pharma tell them no. No, 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 no. We have to – Moderna has to make their medicine and has to make their money. Pfizer has to make their medicine, has to make their money. You can buy it, but all the first world countries have more money than you, so they're going to get it first. So Africa has to suffer because they won't release the quote-unquote life-saving vaccine because they haven't made enough money on it. Well, well, and actually the, the funny part about it is that they have no hesitation to send in the AstraZeneca one, which is they've decided is not good enough for uh, American consumption. Yeah. So, So we know it's BS. Like we can see it like that just reeks of BS. And you can you can tell by the actions that they're taking that they're lying to us. And it's not just about helping people. It's a political agenda. And it's it's made to position people as as political pawns, uh, as political groups. And it's made to to move and influence uh, for a certain party in the United States. And that's that's wrong. And they're doing it so well that 90 percent of the people out there, I think, don't see it. And I, I it's amazing to me. It's been masterfully done. Uh... I think where part of it is, and it, this may come from the fact that I work in the medical world, um, I one of the things that offends me is the fact that they have completely, totally, and utterly demolished and crushed the credibility of the medical system altogether. Well, yeah, but to be fair, that's not difficult. They didn't have a great go of it beforehand either. Um with with insurance and and you know publicized I, I, insurance and all that kind I, of stuff. I mean more the idea of the credibility as far as medical information. Oh yeah, no, that's gone. Yeah, I mean it, it, you have there's no way that you can trust what's coming out from the FDA, the NIH, uh, the CDC, or any of these people anymore ever again. That credibility is destroyed you might as well just tear those organizations down and start back up from the beginning now of course obviously they're not going to do that but uh, no it's it's severely broken and the what is what is painful to all of us uh, as a country is that most of the country falls in either one of two camps most of us uh, either you believe it hook line and sinker and you're scared and you watch CNN all day and you think the world's ending 
and it's going to be consumed by plague, right? Those are the CNN people. The Fox people just deny that the virus even exists, which we know it does. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing. Can it kill you if you are if you are at risk or, or have unforeseen complications and stuff? Yeah. It's it's killed a bunch. Now, I don't think it's killed as many as they say because of the way hospitals work and the way they were funded to say that if you got killed by COVID, they got a ton of money. It, it, but but that even goes back to the other thing is you have no legitimate information out there No, And that's part of the problem. Right. So you you've you've got deniers on both sides. Right. It's it's the worst plague in history. We're all going to die. It doesn't exist. Just ignore it. Both of those philosophies are flawed, horribly flawed. And, and those of us stuck in the middle going, dude, can we just go on with our lives? God, you guys are idiots. Why are you doing this? Like, look, look at the data. Look at not the one that's on the mainstream news. Go look at actual facts. Go go research it yourself. Go talk to your, your doctor. Go talk to trusted members. And I realize that this is a, uh, sometimes an oxymoron. Trusted members of your medical community. Uh Go look at these things and learn for yourself. Don't be a sheep. And I I just I wonder why it's so much of a problem for people. Like they have to be spoon fed what to say and the same. And you can tell within five minutes of talking to the plague about somebody uh, or uh, with somebody, you can tell what news network they what major news network they were or they they listen to because they'll spit out those those key phrases and you'll hear it and you're just like, Oh, for crying out loud. Okay. You're one of those. It's great. Um, I, I just can't get behind either one. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It needs to be eradicated. You know, um, right now my favorite thing is, is they're fighting over natural immunity being a, uh, a valid thing. Like if you had COVID and you have the antibodies and all that kind of stuff, they're still recommending you get vaccinated, even though the, and they've done preliminary reports, but not a lot of, of testing on it that you may be much more immune to it and variations if you have natural antibodies versus the vaccine. And if you take the vaccine, they're, they're finding in some of the other countries that it completely annihilates your natural immunity. So you may be taking a step down if you take the vaccine and you've already had it. Uh, th there's there's another por portion of this, which is with the vaccine readily available. And once again, we're, we're working on the assumption that it, it that it works. And as I said, I know that's arguable for some people, but for the sake of the conversation uh, with the vaccine available. And if you assume that it works, there's no longer any reason for anybody to be this fucked up in the head if you want to protect yourself take the vaccine if you don't don't this should no longer affect anyone's livelihood life or anything of that nature it's you know uh, but you can't use it as a political lightning rod if you don't <laughs> that's the problem though and that's what's bugging the shit out of me it, this is uh, health is one of the few things in this world that should not be a political hot button. Yeah, but that's like saying, you know, people should do the right thing. You know, they're not gonna. I mean, you know, they, they, look, our government is not capable of making a decision that is good for the people. They're not even capable of it without a price tag 
in their favor behind it. And I and once again, and that kind of go, even goes back into what I was saying with regards to the financial aspect of it is we're making the assumption that the government knows better than we do. That the government can handle it better than you and your physician can. Right, and they can barely handle anything. I mean, they can't even meet together half the time and and vote the the you know they they don't even vote their constituent or their their people. Uh, they they vote however they've been paid, or they vote however they're supposed to vote because of their party, or they vote they like they don't vote their conscience. Wait wait, wait a minute, are you saying they don't keep political promises? <laughs> I know it's it's strange, isn't it? Uh, I just I think what we've managed to do, uh, and it's been masterfully done. I mean, we've watched them do it over the last two years. They took a system that was mostly broken and made it unbelievably broken and so far nobody's caught on <laughs> i don't get it i don't understand how people can't just look at what they're doing and go oh my god we got to fix this they're out of control they're out of control we need to recall them and figure out something else and that is not happening I mean, the closest you've gotten is states breaking away from the federal doctrine where they're where they've gone against. Um, now, I live in the state of Texas. If you followed the news uh, at any time during the past year, the federal government hates the state of Texas because we're all plague ridden varmints. And, and the we only have state they hate more is Florida. Oh, yeah. Who has. Uh, last I checked, their COVID rate was going down, and they were open, I think, before us. We were either the first or second state. They, they were open before us. They have more vaccinated people there and uh, they uh, than many other states, and their COVID rate was going down. Without forcing anybody. Right, without forcing anybody. And it's just – and it's terribly embarrassing for them. You know, it's – and and I know they hate that. They hate it, right? It's it's sort of like, and I'll use another analogy that we've or another thing that uh, we've used in other casts before. It's sort of like when you go look at all the the cities and the states with strict gun control laws versus the one that don't have gun control laws, and you will see that the gun control laws that we have make no difference whatsoever about homicide, you know, gun gun related homicide violence, right? Um, it's ridiculous how how little it, difference it makes in in these large cities and stuff. If you want one, you'll have one. And if you're gonna shoot, if you were somebody who was gonna shoot somebody illegally, you're gonna you shoot were, somebody. You're gonna shoot somebody. There's no like it's just, the fact that it's against the law. Like you're already doing that. You're already committing murder. That's that's already against the law. What's adding another tack on top of that? It doesn't make any difference. Um, Making a vaccine mandatory, okay, uh, I mean, if you want to do that, that's going to cost you politically, but they don't – but they can't lose their their voting block because the liberals who vote Democrat feel that this is required, that you require them in order for – because you've pushed them so far, so hard that they no longer feel it's adequate just to have the vaccine. They need everybody else to have the vaccine because that's what you told them they had to have. 
You told them that. This is your fault for pushing them that far. And now they don't feel safe at all. And now you're telling them to get revaccinated and vaccinated again. And you're going to tell everybody that they need to get vaccinated every five months now or six months or three months or every week, whatever it is. They're just going to keep pushing it until they feel safe. And this is this has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with medicine. It's a political mechanism. And and that's really the problem. That and the money. Well, I mean, the issue of money and um, medicine has been an issue. And uh, if you think that the places that do single payer or socialized medicine don't deal with that as well, wow, you're missing out. Um, it's really just it, it's amazing what money fucks up in this world. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and uh, I mean, you can blame a capitalist system if you want, but the socialist systems weren't any better. Well, uh, socialism goes back to the same question as before. Can you do, do you trust the government to do better with your money than you do? And I personally don't, but, you know, there's a lot of people who, who do. I have a problem with that historically because as much as people can point to countries like, I think it's like Sweden or Switzerland or something like that that everybody's always pointing at going, look, they do it wonderfully over there. Oh, they're a tiny little country. They don't have half the problems we do. Well, the, the other part about that is is that if you actually look at the different countries that have moved to a even a democratic socialist system, that the government in and of itself has, has become oppressive within one generation. Oh, sure. All it takes is one generation. Whether you're talking about China, the Soviet Union, Venezuela, uh, it, just about all of the Balkan states, all of that it took one generation for it to go from uh, everybody's happy and this is the workers' paradise to um, you eat bread when we tell you you can. And that's kind of how it is, right? And uh, there's you always want what you don't have because what whatever it is that they've got is probably working better than what you've got. That's always what it is. And and not to say that we don't have problems in this country. We have horrible, horrible governmental problems, horrible governmental problems, uh, administration problems, um, not like this administration or that. No, I mean like uh, the physical administration of policies. It's it's horrible. Um you know, we, we have horrible problems, <clears throat> but it's one of the things that I think could help this is an actual place where we could have a dialogue where we didn't try and strangle each other. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast was and I'm I'm still waiting on hate mail. I mean, I know Yepix doesn't agree with us, but he hasn't. It's not hate mail. I mean, that being said, he does blame you. Um, but many people do. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping I'm, I'm looking for people to come to write in and say they don't agree with us. I'm I, I want that conversation. I want the conversation with people who don't see things the same way I do and have that conversation be congenial at the very at a minimum, you know, with now that being at the end is um, you don't agree with me. Therefore, you are evil and I hate you. And I, I just I'm I'm of an opinion that that's not what we've been 
wired or taught to to do nowadays. They've they've tribalized us enough. The media has done a fantastic job of fracturing the human interaction and the um, willingness to listen to somebody else by giving them sound bites and the uh, the agenda of whatever they're doing, so that it's not actually news anymore. It's just tribalized um, rhetoric. And both sides have done that. I'm not saying that anybody's better than anybody else. They've they've all done it. It's effective. People tune in for it. It makes them angry, so they listen. It's a fantastic strategy for getting news out there. Although after the Trump administration, it is not working for them as well. I think CNN's numbers were down like 40 or 50 percent last time I checked. Um, Whether you like Trump as a president or not, and, and though I tend to be on the conservative side, he was not my favorite out of the list of presidents that I've lived through. Um, the one thing you have to say that he did is he basically brought all of the bullshit out where everybody could smell it and basically said, here it is. And everybody looked around and went, well, if he's going to do it, I guess we could, too. Yeah, yeah. Sixty eight percent. Wow. That's how uh, that's how far down CNN has gone as uh, as of June 29th, when this was written in Forbes, uh, CNN dropped 68 percent in prime time. And supposedly so Fox News is up some. They're, they're so obviously full of shit. Well, you and, know, a well, little bit. OK, well, and, and the funny thing is, is that every they're all full of shit. But CNN is obviously full of shit and tells you that you're an asshole for not believing their shit. Whereas Fox panders to their audience. We're full oh, of shit, clearly. but we're going to give you the shit you like. <laughs> but it, your BS, you know, uh, that's that's kind of how they do that. Um, and MSNBC isn't any better. Like any any corporatized news outlet i i i'm highly suspicious especially the old guard uh it's 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 just it's gotten so terrible but they're working in collusion with political administrations to to further these agenda and that's not they used to be a check kind of a, a a de facto check and balance well, I, do, do you remember the HBO show Newsroom that was on a few years ago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, have, have you watched it recently, just out of sheer curiosity or just like I, – I thought it was an excellent show. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's it's funny. I watched an episode of it out of boredom uh, about a couple of weeks ago and just saw it, – it's amazing how even – this was on back during the days that the Tea Party was a big thing. How even then, things were not nearly as vitriolic as they are right now. That the idea that they came up with the show of actually trying to inform the uh, voting public versus, you know, feeding them. You can't do that now. It wouldn't work. And even if no. you did, nobody would believe you. No. No, there's the and I, I I did this long time ago. I have always believed in the independent um, content generation and, and um, review process. 
Like you shouldn't be owned. Like uh, years ago, uh, I helped start a tool blog a long time ago. This is in the early aughts. And one of the problems that companies had is that you couldn't buy content. You couldn't buy editorial. You couldn't buy opinions. And it frustrated the crap out of us or out of them because they, they would say, hey, we'll give you a $20,000 uh, incentive or, or advertising program or whatever it is. Uh, if you'll talk about uh, in a favorable manner this product, and we went, no, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll review it, honestly. And if it's great, we'll say that. If it's crappy, we're going to say that, too. And you have no idea how many corporations, uh, large tool corporations, the ones you've heard of, uh, just just refused to do business with us because they were terrified we'd actually tell the truth, which is exactly what we planned to do. And that's why people trusted us. Uh, when I do other shows and other podcasts and stuff, it's always like, look, this is what I think. You can convince me otherwise, but I am not going to say things that I know are not true. I can't like, I, the, 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 no, I'm just not doing that. I think it's the rise of independent media. People are, are already moving away from, from the mainstream feeding you know like here you know the the mainstream networks and stuff just try and open up the top of your head and dump their crap in and i think it's getting old like a lot of people are seeing that it's or at least some are seeing that that's not reality like whatever reality they're pushing ain't the one we're all living in so i think it'll be it won't start to even get to be like they won't even define the problem until enough critical mass has happened that people are not listening to the standard line anymore. And I, and we're nowhere near that now. I mean, there's a, there's some, but we're nowhere near it. We're nowhere near it. And, and the younger generations, uh, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they don't know how to discern truth from not. So well, uh, it's, it's, it's going to get a but lot see, worse. The first part about it is, is not only do they not know how to, uh, separate truth from not, but if it's against the party line that they've taken, it's not only wrong, it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's violent. It's violence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because if you can't stop somebody from saying, if you can't make it illegal for them to say what your party doesn't like, then obviously it's a terrorist attack. It's a, it's illegal. It's it's scandal. It's it's beyond scandalous. It's criminal to say what these people don't like, and that's where we're headed. We we've gotten so we've bumped up against the edge of this so much. Like the first person they jail for saying something about the vaccine publicly, the first person they jail about it. Now you're going to see the police state. Now now it's coming. Because as soon as they can do that and make it stick where they can make political prisoners in the United States out of our own citizens for free speech, we're done. You've now witnessed the death of the United States as a country. We're, we're very, very close at that point. There, there's a quote from a movie. It's not really even a good movie. It's Michael Douglas and it's the American president. But it was one of those things that I, th- I think explained the First Amendment quite well. Would My you... nervousness exists on several levels. 
<laughs> Sorry. Well, what he said was, if you want free speech, let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to, the, the, to claim that this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, that that basically explains the First Amendment right there. You have to be willing to hear out people who disagree with you. And then there was an, even another thing that I heard over the weekend. I was watching a documentary on the attorneys who uh, defended Timothy McVeigh. And for anybody who doesn't know, Timothy McVeigh was the uh, guy who blew up the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Um which was he was asked how he could defend this man. And his response was the moment we hate people enough to take away their rights. This country is done. Yeah. Well, and, it's true. And, and I think we're close to being there. Oh, we're very close. We're very close. I'm waiting. I'm really waiting because COVID is a hot button enough that they're going to they're going to do it. They're going to jail like we've already shut down businesses that refuse to close like they that's happened. Now, Texas let them out. But well, I mean, um, there's they're shutting down in and out burger because they won't guarantee everybody's vaccinated. Yeah. Um, the minute like we're close, I bet you we're we're a gnat's ass away from somebody going on a public stage. And saying something that is contradictory to the COVID party line being arrested. And in the minute that happens and they make it stick, we're done. We're done. And, um, and I, I don't think a lot of people recognize, you know, everybody's, everybody talks about the, the slippery slope. I don't think people recognize what a precedent that will set. I don't, I don't think there's a, I think there's a lot of people out there who would see that as a good thing and not recognize where that takes us. Well, that's because they don't study their history and they don't they don't actually they're not thinking. That's and that's a big problem. They're not thinking. They're just not thinking. They're they're scared because they've been told to be scared. And there is a reason, you know, I I can see how a a plague can be scary. And a, a pandemic can be scary, absolutely. But they're not thinking. They've stopped thinking, and they've started just reacting and listening to somebody because it makes them feel better. And now they can feel justified and virtuous. And instead of proving out all the, the things that they're hearing, it's just a lot easier to be just and virtuous because you feel better about that. doesn't matter that you've been wrong. You know, it both sides have been wrong. You know, it's it's not like you can deny the virus. That doesn't make it any less real. You can deny that uh, uh, immunity, the natural immunity, if you've had it and you've done it. You can deny that that's actually immunity and that you still need a vaccine. Well, that may or may not be true. You can deny that it came from China. Well, it's kind of yeah, it kind of did. Um, you can do all that. It doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't get you any further to the truth, and they're not thinking. They're not thinking this through. And it's just easier to try and silence all the dissenting voices than it is to admit that you're wrong. And, man, um, that's human nature. And if we're fighting against that, we're screwed. Um, 
because it's it's not like you you have to be able to accept that you screwed up or that stuff that you really want to be true isn't or that you may have gone too far or that maybe we need to change something since this isn't working. This is all part of what we need to do as a society to survive. And if we're going to stop doing that, we're done anyway. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Pandemic or no pandemic, you're done. So we have to, as a country, we have to fix that. We have to get better. And I, I don't, I just don't see a path through. Like we don't have, normally when stuff gets this bad, a leader will arise. Well, and, yeah, but we have Trump who wants to run again. Yeah, well, that's not going to help anything. <laughs> uh, that's that's not going to help anybody. As uh, much as I want Uncle Joe to lose, I don't want him to win. Yeah. And that's how we got here, right? As much as everybody wanted, uh, you know, tr- everybody wanted Trump to lose, so they put Biden in there. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's talk about a, a roulette wheel of evil. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but the, I think the best meme I've seen about that was uh, electing Biden to get rid of Trump was like shitting in your pants and changing your shirt. Yeah, I just I like this isn't progress, guys. You just like him better. Right. He's he's more benign than than the other guy. That's like our situation has not improved. OK. Um, and I don't is, think he's benign. Well, when he's standing up factions. there looking, when he's standing up there at a press conference, acting like he's the father of the United States, telling them, it said, basically saying, "I gave you a chance to do what I wanted you to on your own, and now that you're not going to, I'm going to force you, and it's for your own good, and you're going to listen to me." I, I, that didn't work for me when I was five with my parents, much less as an adult with a government. Yeah, and there's the there's the the hitch in it, right? He doesn't see himself as an elected official. He sees himself as as an all appointed dictator almost. I mean, it's it's just he says like if you take all the stuff he says and and just write it down, it's the kind of crap a dictator would say. And you're like, "Holy crap." Like you can put stuff he said and stuff Stalin said side by side, and if you weren't familiar with either quote, they would look the same. I mean, it's weird. Um, you could also do that with Trump, by well, the way. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's what that's what I think Trump gave us. Trump gave us something that he went far enough that everybody looked around and went, "Oh shit, we can actually get away with this." Oh my God, they're so stupid now. We, uh, I mean, we were tiptoeing around this. And we can just say it now. Holy crap! You know, yeah. This is like, uh, and I keep telling people this: our situation has not improved. You're just less worried about it. Okay, that's all it is. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, uh, we have to do better. We have to do better as a country. We just do. And I don't understand why nobody's more panicked about this, but I guess we'll find out. Well, at least we're back to our bread and butter of doom and gloom. We wouldn't hey, want people to know, think we were becoming a positive podcast. Yeah. It's not a ray of sunshine type of place. Uh, <laughs> at least not in this country right now. <laughs> Uh, not really. I mean, we got we got a lot of stuff. We got uh, to quote American president. We have serious problems and we need serious people. And, and, we, and, and we don't have any. We don't have any of that. We we really don't. We I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that leader who who can lead us out of this. And I just don't see them. I, I have no idea where they are, but they're they should be here soon. <laughs> 
because we need it bad. Well, we are we are broken in fundamental ways here. Well, in the moment we get that truly charismatic, wonderful leader, the uh, religious people are going to come out and say he's the Antichrist. So, oh hey. no, it doesn't matter. Somebody will shoot him. I mean, it's <laughs> it's the way it'll be. You know, that's that's uh, that's how it always is. We get a really good one, and they're like, oh well, they're going to have to die. <laughs> uh, we can't have all that reasonable step forward and and like harmony and stuff. How are we supposed to get anything done? Uh, yeah, I. We can't lie to the people with this guy here or this woman here or this whatever. You know, like this this person doesn't do us any good. Big Farm is very upset. We're just gonna have to kill him. Call the CIA. Where where are they? You know. Oh yeah. No, that's that's totally gonna that's totally gonna happen. Um, I I just uh, it's <laughs> I I really don't know how we get out of this in the current system without giant upheaval i just don't see it i don't see the way forward either that or we'll just fall into a totalitarian state one of those two is going to have to happen because this is unsupportable Uh, once again ray of sunshine i love all the optimism we have i know it's so great isn't it (laughs) well do you have any more optimistic optimism to pour on the people today uh no no I think I've I've uh doomed and gloomed enough uh on that one. I really wish I didn't have to. I really wish we had more happy things to report, you know. Well, I, mean, I just I just don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to see if we can find some more optimism later in life. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can find another happy topic. I can't think of one at the top of my head, but we'll see if we can find one. If you're looking for happy topics, or at least topics that make us happy, um, the other podcast we do, Hawkside Guns, we talk about firearms that makes both of us very, very happy. Um, This is the one in which we basically go through all of the uh, crap that we can't start screaming at everybody we work with on a weekly basis. Yeah, and in chronological order, we do Hawkeye first because we're all like positive and happy and stuff, and then we do that one, stop, and then start recording this one, and it's just like all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> just all the suppressed rage comes out in this one. Well, yeah, but if we if if we did this one first and then the next and then Hawkeye, we'd be Hawkeye would just turn be, into who do we want to shoot? <laughs> yeah, it'd just be pissed off the entire time during Hawkeye, and you know another thing, we'd start off everything like all our sentences like that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's super great. Um, the, the, that cast, this cast is just us looking around the world and going, "Well, that's oh, we we done screwed up, y'all. <laughs> this is this is bad. I'm we, glad we, I own we can't even pull, we can't even pull out. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, no, it's like it, there's nothing but problem. Like you like you can't specifically point one out that isn't that you could fix. Like, there's nothing, like, everything's interconnected, and it's all, like, somebody's pushed the boulder over the hill already. We should have, oh, yeah, we should have done that 20 years ago, huh? Yeah, all right. You know, it's great. (laughs) Well, we've depressed our audience enough for one day. Well, I think so. Thank you, audience, for (laughs) turning in, tuning in, and listening. Uh, That's, we hope, we hope. Uh, that you guys have uh, some better ideas than we do. We really do, because somebody's got to figure out how to get us the hell out of this. Please share them. Uh, please let us know. We'll spit them out to the 20 or so people who actually listen to us. Um, 
communicate with us. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're assholes. Tell us we're pessimistic, which we are. Tell us you have a plan. <laughs> Give us a topic you want us to talk about, even if it's something that has hope and glory in it. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk about happy things. <laughs> uh, with that said, good luck. And good night. You you said it, I'm like, oh, he's going to get his fucking canceled. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I I wanted that. Oh, shit, we're going here. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you got it. That's exactly what happened in my head. I'm like, oh, shit. Hey, hey, at least you went for it. I figured there was a small percentage chance that you went, no, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) There's a a line in 1776. It's a fantastic musical if you've never seen it. where uh, where Hopkins, uh, the rep- the delegate from Pennsylvania, is talking about um, debating independence. So they had to vote for it. And he's like, hell yes, I'm for debating anything. I've never heard or seen uh, a topic that was so dangerous it couldn't be talked about. And I, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, there's nothing I, I won't talk about. It may get us in trouble, but I, I'll talk about it, sure.